Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You see what it is? Before we answer the questions to the four sons, basically we are preparing the ground for them. Basically, in a very, very deep, deep way, we are already giving you the answer in one word. So when I say, Boruch HaMokom, I already answered the child of the Kohan. But then I explain. And then when I say, Boruch Shnos and Teralam Yisrael, I already answered the Shaila of the Tam. But then I'll answer more. Let me just tell you outside and then we'll learn inside. <coughs> you know, this world is Mamish torn apart. On one hand, there's so much oneness in the world, right? Why do we have this awesome longing for oneness, right? Awesome. Why is there so much longing for love? Because love is oneness, right? There's an awesome, awesome longing for oneness. And yet the whole world is everything is two. Everything's divided. Day, night, summer, winter. I have two hands, I have two feet. There's the sun, there's the moon. There's the earth, there's the ocean. Everything is two. And yet everything is one. And here's so deep, you know. I just need you, Mamish, and myself also. You know, when you meet a person, and in their presence you have no place in the world. Have you ever noticed this? There are some people, in their presence you don't exist. Why? Basically they're right. I'm I and you're you. We are two. You don't need to make a place for you. This is the secret of oneness. When I feel one with you, 
I make a place for you. So where is God's oneness shining in the world? That this world is God's place. And God makes a place for us. You know, walking into a house, when do I feel one with the people in the house? I suddenly have a place, right? And I want you to know something very, very deep without getting political and just take it in. You see, the world wants to take away Israel from us because this is God's place, right? Basically, they want to throw out God from the world, right? Simple as it is. So this is Mamish. And where does this begin, you know? When did God make a place for us? Basically, the moment God began creating the world was already two, right? Was God in the world. When, when was this oneness, was this split second, so to speak, before God created the world? This one deepest, deepest split second. Oh, you know something? You know, why is it sometimes when you say goodbye to a person? You know what means goodbye? We are two again, right? Why, why is it so deep? Because one split second before you say goodbye, you must feel the oneness between us, right? So deep, right? When do we feel one with God the most? One second before you keep us over, right? By Neila. Go out the deep, right? I want you to know why do I kiss the Gemara when I finish learning? While I'm learning, is basically me and the Gemara too. I'm learning, and the Gemara is the Gemara. Then I close the Gemara, and I realize. There is no me and the Gemara. There's only one. Right? I'm telling you this because it's good to remember. This is a Torah which Mamish like cash Torah. I don't know if I told all of you, but Nareb Reb Shlomo told me there is Torah which you can keep in the bank in your head. And then there's a Torah which you need cash all the time with you. you know? So this is a cash Torah. What was this saying now? The Ishbit ah. say, you know, there's a Sefer Doris Shon. Stories about Ishbits about the Rabbis. So he writes, you know, the Ishbits would learn every night from 12 to 4 with Chesidim. Unbelievable. Every night from 12 to 4. There was no Rabbi in the world who was doing that much for his Chesidim, you know. But then he writes that you didn't last more than three weeks. You barely did. I mean, this was it. Then you had it. Why? Because Rebbe learned from 12 to 4, right? Then you were so up, you can't go to sleep, right? Then you come down a little bit, you run to the mikveh, and the Rebbe begins to daven shachat. The Rebbe davens till 2 in the afternoon. By 2, you're out, right? Then you go to sleep, 
but yes, you want to be there when the rabbi damn's mouth. So let's say you wake up six, seven, you slept yourself till twelve, then the rabbi's learning. So after three weeks, <laughs> your mom is you fell apart. So they had to, you know, shift. One learns this three weeks, and the other group comes the other three weeks. So he writes that the learning was gewalt. But the greatest moment was when the rabbis closed the Gemara, and he kissed the Gemara. And the way the rabbi kissed the Gemara, that was the deepest learning in the world. Gewalt. And you know what he says. When was God most one with the world? The moment the creation began, that split second, we're already two. <coughs> that one split second, the one split second, because why did God create the world? Because he loves the world so much, right? Why did God create us? Out, right? Can you imagine with how much love God created the world? So this, what is our place in the world? This one split second, like, I mean, by God's second is always there. But this, Mamish creating the world, making a place for us, this is the deepest, deepest, our place in the world. Okay, right now, it's a long term, but if I translate every word, it'll take us 10 years, but I'll translate the most important words. The, the you know what it's, mokum means it's a little bit revealed, and everybody knows who, blessed is he, that means it's completely hidden. So it's always Ahmed is Gaudiya and Ahmed is Kafi, it's almost little revealed, a little hidden. So the Chochem is asking, basically, on the level of Alma de Iskaye. He's asking on the level of revelation. Listen to me, favor. There's a Yidel waiting there for me. Tell him he should, in a few minutes, we have time for him, yeah? Please wait. Tell him he should come in and sit down. Why do we call God place? The Gemara says we are calling God place because God makes a place for the world, but the world isn't really His place. That means. God is making a place for the world, but he himself is beyond the world. You know, this, when did God make a place for us hidden? Because basically the truth is God created the world for us. God created the whole world, but Mamish like 
when God made the praise, it's mamish for us hidden, right? Mamish for us hidden. Like I have to say something very important. The world thinks that Israel is holy. Yerushalayim is more holy. The holy temple is more holy. And the holy of holies is more holy. It's the other way around. The Ramam says, first there's a holy of holies. The world begins with the Holy of Holies. And then the Holy Temple is holy because it has in it the Holy of Holies. Yushalayim is holy because it has in it the Holy Temple. Israel is holy because it has in it Yushalayim. The whole world is holy because the land of Israel is in the world. It's unbelievable, right? Starts from the Nekuda, from this one little point, then it's expanding, right? Heine shilo osit yamani Hashem izbor sheikah amokam boys the votes and climber. She called koite from mokhuban Hashem izbor with the rakbishu ischol. She ischol him in the kudus hamerkas. You know who's the center of the world? Who's the center of the world? You know. When you when you really, Ramesh, open your eyes and you look at the world, it's crazy. We Yidden are small little nation, right? Basically, we are insignificant in the world. <coughs> and everything in the world turns around Yidden, right? Not to be believed. I think I told you I was in Russia for one week, and every every morning they would put in an English newspaper for the tourists under the door, right? Listen, I come to Russia. So tell me something about Russia. There was nothing about Russia in it. The whole thing was only about Israel. Not to be believed. Usually the headlines was that Russia wants to bring peace to the world, Israel doesn't let. If not for the Zionists, there would be no war in the world. You know, take Germany, what do they have to say? Right? Germany is a big country. When they get rid of the Jews, get rid of the Jews. Everything is around Eden. Everything is around Eden. Let me ask you, there's so many problems in the world. Millions of people are dying from hunger. They don't talk about this. Whatever, whatever happens in Israel, the world is turning over. Because obviously, here's the headquarters. And what's the headquarters? The headquarters is the Bilbaishim Mamish. Where is the Bilbaishim the one that's shining? Like from here, right? When the Sati Mokum Nami Israel. Okay, I'll make it just because the words are very deep, and I'll just tell you a little bit. I'm in the middle. The Zehu Bocha Mokum. Do you see it? This is what the Chochem is asking. Can you close the door, brother? <coughs> because the Chochem, yeah. A few minutes, let's come back. A few minutes, yeah. 
You know, in one sentence, the Chochem is asking, there's this tremendous contradiction in the Torah. On one hand, it's clear to me that the Torah is mamish in the world, right? Remember we're learning it? It's not because there's an ox in the world that there's a mesechtim of a camera. What happens when your ox is, uh, how do you call that? Uh, what? Go on somebody. It's on the country because there's a mesechtim of a camera, right? <laughs> and therefore God had created an ox. That means it begins from top, not from the bottom, right? It sounds funny, but there's something so deep to it, right? Yeah, remember learning yesterday. The beginning is always Torah Shabbat Peh, right? But it's so high. What's coming down first is Torah Shabbat Peh. I mean Torah Shabbat But Torah Shabbat Peh is still like between us and God. Ben Yoben Bnei Yisrael. The Chochem is asking, why has God chosen us? Why has God chosen us? So God has chosen us because the first thought of God when he created the world was Yidin, right? Listen to me, I tell you something, I'm going to Paris, right? I want to see all of Paris. But deep, deep, deep inside, there is someone in Paris I like very much, and I hope I'll find her, right? So I'm going to Paris. But what I really want, you know, so I understand that God created the whole world, but what he really wants is us Yidin to serve him. So first it says, Aedus, you know when you need witnesses, then you have to find out which is the truth. The truth is already means there are two sides, right? And also you always need two witnesses. This always comes from the world of two. So it says the deepest time in the world. Edith is when it's two. Chukim means it's mamish carved in, right? That means it's mamish one. So the Chochem is asking, what's going on there? On one hand, mamish it's carved into the world. And on one hand, it's this tremendous conflict. It's always two. You know, on one hand, let's say you, Mamash, want to serve God. On one hand, suddenly you feel the whole world is ready to help you. On the other hand, you feel the whole world is against you. It's so hard, right? The answer is again awesomely deep. Why are we not to eat, permitted to eat after the eats of a coma? We are not permitted to eat after the African. Because I need the taste of that unbelievable great light forever. You see, after Pesach, I'm really going back into the world of two. After the Seder, the light isn't shining anymore. But Mamish, inside, inside, I have this awesome taste of Mamish. Bocha, Mamish. And here, just in a nutshell, you know, it's not, it's, 
I'm telling you this in, in taking together all the other Besiakas, because this special Besiakas happens to be like he's leaving out a few things which you know, anybody knows, Ishbitz like Dovid and Mim, you know that it's, if you learn one Torah, you have to learn all the Torahs on, on Boch HaMokam Boch to get close. You know what the Chochem says? Why did God tell you to do it? You know what he's asking in the deepest, deepest way? I would like to know what God thinks of me. Am I important to God? Remember? Remember we were learning it yesterday. This is so deep, right? What's the whole thing of Pesach? God is shining into me. My roots. God is shining into me. Mamish God needs me. You know, if I build a whole house for you, I want you to live there, right? I would like to taste one time in my life to have this feeling that God created the world really for me. Mamish for me, right? I would like to feel one time that God gave the whole Torah just for me. So we answer him, yeah, but this is what Pesach is all about. Say the night, say the night what is shining, that God has a place for you. And also what is shining, that after Pesach it's over. It's not over, but it's so much inside. I mean, have the matzah in my kishkas, right? And then I can't eat anything else. So the taste of the matzah stays with me, right? It's not lying on the plate. I don't see it. Inside, inside. And I have to tell you, this is a very important Torah to remember, the Torah from Ishbitzer. There's a Torah, it says, <coughs> The whole Torah is in my stomach. He says, this is matzah. When I eat matzah, basically I'm putting the whole Torah inside of me. Okay, now listen to this step. What is chukim? What does it mean it's carved in? You know what is carved in? It's not like I thought it's very easy because it's carved in, so you do it. Listen, let's say I have to eat, it's carved in into the world, right? I don't have to overcome anything when I want to eat, right? When I have to sleep, this is chukim. God created the world that I have to sleep. The chukim of the Torah are different. The chukim of the Torah is that I have this inside longing that I want to do it. It's carved in, but very, very, very deep. Ah, oh, this is so deep, you know. You know, sometimes you love somebody very much, and you tell them, you know, your mom is carved into my heart, right? You know what that means? Ah, oh, it's so deep, you know. The world is so deep, right? So I'll ask you, is it carved in? like the need to eat or to sleep? 
On one hand, it's stronger. On one hand, no. I, I have to sleep. I have to eat. I don't have to talk to you. See, it's not the same chukim. Like, you know, the Gemara says, God created the world with chukim. That's a dog. That's a cat. That's a camel. That's a horse. The Torah has Adis and chukim. Adis is when I'm in the world of Tunis. And chukim is to remind me, to push me inside that there's a world of oneness. And the world of oneness is what's my deepest oneness? I would love to know where, where am I one with God? Where am I one with the Torah? And you see what Sakhokhm is asking? Why me? Why did God tell me I mean, is this to you? What, what is it there? When I come, I don't feel it more. See, it says, on one hand, it's Edith. That means it's two. And then it's cooking, it means it's carved in. So we tell them, tonight is your biggest night. Because tonight, what is shining, you have to take in so much. You know, you know let me ask you something, friends. When are you closest to the holy wall? Is it while you stand by the holy wall? Or when you walk away? You know what happens when you stand by the holy wall? You're standing before this particular star, right? When you walk away, why don't you take the whole wall with you, right? And something deeper. When you stand by the holy wall, you're standing before just a broken wall from the Besamekdash. When you walk away, you're taking with you the third Besamekdash. Right. So he says, deep, deep inside, just remember learning, deep, deep inside, the redemption of the world is already there. Deep, deep, deep inside, the light of Mashiach is already shining. And one more very deep thing, you know, What's the difference between medicine and the Torah? Medicine, unless I learn it, I don't know it. You know what the Torah is? Even if we don't know a word, the whole Torah is inside of me. Remember the Ishbetzer says, what is the greatest bracha I can give you? He says, the greatest bracha in the world is you should feel at home with the Torah. Who said that? say, yeah. You know, according to me, what's an assimilated Jew? An assimilated Jew is somebody who never doesn't feel at home anymore with Yiddishkeit. You might do it. Then, you know, sometimes I meet Eden, they don't even go Yom Kippur to Shul, right? When it comes to anything Jewish, they feel at home, right? Uh, something unbelievable, right? It's my place, right? It's my place, right? And you see what the holy war is all about? Every yid has a place there. <coughs> it's not to be believed, right? You know why? Remember we're learning? It begins from the holy of holy Yushalayim. And Yushalayim is a place where I realize when God created the world, He created the world for me. 
Let's learn one more. The Rosha. Everything, you know. And to be at home in his own home, right? You know, I think I told you, you know, you need so many Rebbes. You know, you know I, I think I, I shared with you, you hear Mickey, when I was 18 years old, or 19, I had to be in Switzerland, and I'm, and I'm sitting in a train from Zurich to Geneva. That must have been maybe older. I don't remember. But, you know, I was just like beginning. And uh, I was asleep, you know, it's a long ride. What? Yeah, right. And uh, then I wake up and I see a very, like, outstanding gentleman sitting opposite me. And, you know, sometimes people are so broken, they need someone to talk to. So the person starts talking to me. And he said, I told him I'm learning yeshiva, you know. He says to me, do you know? Today I would have taken his address and I didn't know. He says, I want you to know, he says, you don't know me, so I can tell you everything. He says, once you know, I'm one of the richest people in the world. So you think of everything, right? He says, you're a young man, you're just beginning. I have nothing. I have a house in Geneva by the lake. I have a house in Rio de Janeiro on the beach. I have a house in Paris. My wife is so busy taking care of the three houses that I never see her. My children are just busy to spend my money. And do you know who I am? I'm a homeless person. Stop inviting him to come to your car right there. I didn't know then. But it got into my bones. You know what it is? The Chochem Mamash, he wants to be a Yid, right? He wants to learn. But he wants to know what is my place in Yiddishkeit. You know, today a lot of people, you know, they want to come back to Yiddishkeit. Oh, what's my place? How important I am? How important am I to God? So we tell him, Mamash, this is it's a good night you ask. You see, on Pesach, just remember, it's not the vessels. Seder night is when everything is inside stuff. You see, when it comes to outside, to big words in vessels, then children don't understand it. When it comes to inside, 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 right? Give out to they know. They know the deepest. They know the deepest. I mean, I'm sure everyone has... Oh, I have to tell you something awesome. I don't know if it, I didn't have the will, I didn't tell Mickey yet. A young lady in Florida told me an unbelievable story. She says, my sister is mad, has a boy of three, and then she had another baby. So this boy of three says, when you bring the baby home, I told you, I have to be the first one to talk to him. And after she talked to him alone. <laughs> okay, so they had this little ink, uh, how do you call that? Uh, 
intercom and they're listening. So they put the baby in the middle of the room and this boy of three goes up to him. He says, listen brother, I'm here already for three years and I'm beginning already to forget what God is all about. Can you please tell me? That's awesome. That's awesome, you know. What an Ashama, right? Gewalt, right? It's about Shemta's story. Then I had one more Gewalt story. This young man who was a guitar player told me. Hey. Jealous. So this guitar player is playing guitar after the concert. A little boy comes up to him, four years old, and he says, <coughs> I also play guitar, you know. <laughs> Colleague, good. Then he says to him, what do you do when the string breaks? And he says, I keep on playing. And he goes, what do you do when two strings break? I mean, for a boy of four, it's not to be believed, the genius. He says, I continue to play. Three, four. You need at least two to make any noise, right? <laughs> so he says, what do you do when all the strings are broken? Well, he says, I can't play. And the boy of four says, I want you to know, I can play even when all the strings are broken. That's an unbelievable time. A little Mashiach, right? Let's just learn for one minute the Rosha, then we make a little stuff because I'm going to talk to my Rebbe. This is Mamish so beautiful. We're on page 28. I have to tell you something. This Torah, I'm trying my utmost to bring it a little bit down to the world. It's, it's so deep, you know. Basically, maybe one day we'll be privileged, Mamish, translate everyone's because it's awesome, the depth. But anyway, friends, what, what is bugging the Rosha? What's bugging them? Because the whole Torah begins Friend, I want you to open your heart because this is so beautiful. Why is this Rosh a Rosh? You think he is a Rosh because he doesn't want to do good? <coughs> he is a Rosh because he tried to do good and he did not feel God's presence. I'm a discussion, right? <coughs> I didn't feel his presence, right? He said to them, Why are you working so hard? Obviously, God does not want to reveal himself. And all your Torah mitzvahs doesn't bring God closer to the world. So why are you doing it? I'm saying inside. Since God is called who? He, that means God is hidden. 
That means God is not interested in what's happening in this world. Why are you working so hard? He says like this. He says, if God really wants us to work, he would make it easy for us. You know how deep this is? And when I see that people have to work so hard, go through so much pain to serve God, you know, it's so deep. You know, imagine someone wants to meet me, right? And I really don't want to meet them. So what do I do? I say, when do you want to come? Two o'clock. I can't, too. Would you come three? He says, I can't. Uh, then he says to me, can I come eight? I don't have time. If I, if I don't want to meet them, I'll make it so hard for them that they stop coming, right? He says, if God wants us to work, then why is he making it so hard? Why is God so hidden? Why is God so far? And just listen to the depth. You know what the depth of it is? You see, the Russia is a person who tried so hard. The Russia tried so hard. I have to inject here a story, which is awesome, which some of you remember. But I didn't have Brother Mickey yet. It's a Gewal story. When I was in the Sifta, there was a boy, I was in Bismarck, I was maybe 15, 16, he was maybe 20. This boy, Mamish, was so idle. He, Mamish, was learning day and night, and he must have been going to the mixer maybe five, six times a day. I remember one Friday, they came out from the mikveh, and there the superintendent of the mikveh somehow passed by with real bad smelling garbage pail. And this garbage pail touched this boy when he came out from the mikveh. He ran right back. He ran right back. His mom was like, and he was learning. Many years later, I meet him again. He tells me a story. It's awesome. He says, do you know how hard I tried? I tried so hard. So hard. didn't go. I left the yeshiva and I rolled down all the way. Not only on a, on a Jewish level, I didn't keep shoving anything, on a human level. I didn't work, I was just doing nothing. I got myself a black girlfriend in the Bronx and I was, she was working and I lived off her money. And I was home all day, who's typical is this? That's it. He says, uh, what can I do? That's how I lived. Nothing. Ramesh was a garbage pair. And now listen to this. He says, when I was in the sifter, I don't know if some of you know, there's a Clevelander mikveh. 
Tiv and the Rebbe. He said, brother, you know, there's a Sefer, um, the one who has this whole 16 volumes of Mikvah, it's Rabbi Yom Tiv, it's name. Who's the big Mikvah? So I was going to the Cleveland the Mixer, right? Then I didn't go anymore. Listen to this. One day I had to buy something. I'm going out for my watching television and doing nothing. I go out on the street in the Bronx. It was a black neighborhood because I was living with my black girlfriend. And I'm standing on the street corner. It was a beautiful day. I look up to the sky, and suddenly, Mamish, it hit me. I thought to myself, Kabbal, what kind of a yid I wanted to be? What kind of a servant of God I wanted to be? Where I am now. The end. And just thought to myself, go out. I'm not even a Jew anymore. I'm nothing. At that moment, a big truck, you know, those heavy trucks, with a black brother, a driver, stops. And he says to me, are you Jewish? Mm -hmm. I say, yes. He says, come. I'm jumping on the truck. This is, I mean, this is a Mashiach story. He's driving down to Brooklyn. He stops in front of the Cleveland of Mikve. And he tells me to leave. It's not to be believed, right? Then I just, when I realized how much God is caring for me, that God sends Eliyanovi in the truck to pick me up in the Bronx to bring me back to the mixer. Now he's, as I always say at the end, he, now he's so cool, he doesn't talk to me anymore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now he does. I'm only joking here. <coughs> you see, the Osha says, the Roshan says, I tried so hard. And God doesn't give me a sign. God is a stranger to me. Bo who? And here comes the answer. So the Chacham doesn't feel it, feels it, or he doesn't necessarily feel it? No, no, you see, the Chacham goes, <clears throat> he feels God's presence, but he, he cannot understand one of the two. <clears throat> if the Torah is carved in, why do you have to tell me? And if it's not carved in, you see, he feels... <coughs> see, the Chochem has a conflict between the world of two and the world of one. He feels God's presence, but he feels also there's so much two-ness in the world. And the Torah is Edith, obviously it's two. And then it's one. Chukim is one, right? 
He says, if Chukim is Mamish one, why did you have to tell me all the time? And the Russian knows it's one? No, wait, wait. The Rosha, his problem is completely different. The Rosha says, he doesn't care for one or two. The Rosha says, why is God Al-Majiskasi? Why is he so far? And you see, obviously, it's not that he doesn't believe in God. If he wouldn't believe in God, he wouldn't be here. You know what it means? The deep, deep inside, Mamash, the Rosh needs God's presence much more than the Chochem. Because maybe what the Chochem considers God's presence in the world, for the Rosh, oh, there's nothing I find. You know, I always tell people, you think the people who get divorced love each other less than the people who get divorced? the country. The people who get divorced because they wanted to be so close, they didn't go. Right? Something else, right? So the, so the Russia wants so much to be close to God. And he says, why do you make it so hard on me? Why are you hiding all the time? So we just have two more seconds with you. Of Atta Hakeh Ah, let me first tell you what he says. He says, you know what teeth are? Teeth are to break down the food which should get into my stomach properly. He says, have you ever did you ever chew Yiddishkeit? Did you ever chew the Torah? Did you ever bring it down into your heart? He says, if you would bring it down into your heart, you would realize how close you are to God when you do it. You know what I'm telling you? It's true God is hidden from the world, but you also did it in a hidden way. You see, because God is as close to me as I'm to him, right? If I'm learning Torah, with Adam's never then I feel God's presence there. He says, you know what you did? You just swallow it. You don't chew it. And he says, it's true, we go through a lot of pain. But believe me, it doesn't hurt. You know, if Nishama Dai asked me a favor, and it comes on very, very hard. I don't feel it. Because I'm just so glad to do it, right? I tell him, if you feel the pain and the hardness of doing it, that means you didn't do it yet from the depth of your heart. Now listen to this, this so deep. <coughs> there is two ways of being hidden. The who. His problem is who. God is hidden. This is a beautiful Ishbitzer. There is a way of being hidden because he's far away. I don't know where he is. Or maybe it's hidden because it's so deep in my heart. It's so deep, deep, deep inside. What I'm telling him, yes, it's true, God is Ahmed is Kassia. But not is Kassia far away. But it's cast here, it's hidden inside, inside, inside of you.
If you would mamish, chew it. You know what happens is if you if you eat food and you don't chew it, it doesn't get inside of you. It's flushed out right away, right? It doesn't become part of you. If you would let Yiddishkeit be part of you inside, inside, Gewalt would you feel God's presence. Okay, I have to make a five-minute stop, but anybody wants to say something? What time is it now? Twelve twenty already. Chutzpah, who, who, made, who made the clock go so fast? Yeah. Uh, Kelly, you want to say something fast before we make a little break for two minutes? Or oh, not so much? Yeah? I'm sorry? The way you're explaining Russia now. Yeah? The second quality of the Russia, um, the maybe he's so close, he wants so much more. It's That's actually it. a quality of a tzaddik. He he is deeper than the tzaddik, right? Well, he wants more of God's presence. The closer you are to anything, the more you want, and the more you realize the distance from. But if you're explaining the Russia, the second aspect of the Russia, I wouldn't have the chutzpah to say it, but if you say it, Mickey, <laughs> you have you have big shoulders. <laughs> no, no, you're 100% right. Mickey is saying about tiles, you know, it's true. It's crazy, but all the rabbis, the Roshah comes out always much better than the Chochem, you know? Because the Roshah is a bigger Neshama than the Chochem. But you say that, that the Heilig Ishbeth has felt more identity with the Roshah, yeah, I'm sure that's true, yeah. I think any person who, anybody who really felt is aware of this. That's true, yeah. What do you want to say, Lana? No, 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 you no, no. No, you say you don't use them. Why do you have teeth, right? You better use them. I don't mean I go up the ocean I got his teeth, obviously, right? But I'm telling him the way you talk, you don't need teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But can I tell you a Belzer Torah, which is different, it's not maybe this kind of depth. <coughs> Listen to this. Rosh is three letters, right? On both sides is Resh and Ayin, which is bad. And then the Sheen in the middle. And the Sheen is his connection to Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov. You might be very bad on the outside, but inside you're still connected to Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov. So the Beza said, Haki es Shinov, knock out the Shin, you know? Tell him, let your Shin shine, you know? Don't let the outside prevent you from being what you can be. So give out Tyler, you know? Yeah. There's also a Torah. You know, it says, of the Emoil Loy. What do you mean? He's talking to him. What means the emoyal lie? 
I don't remember which Shagur I saw this. The Emoilari and tell the father of the Rosha. You know, the Rosha is sitting by his father's table, right? So I'm sitting there, and I overhear what it says. So I tell the Rosha to knock out his teeth, right? Whatever it is. The Emoilari. And I'm telling the father, Elohu Yisham, if you would have been there, because you don't know how to treat your children. Because obviously, your little boy is looking for something so deep. The way you gave him over Yiddishkeit, obviously, wasn't deep enough. That's a gewalt In my life, you know. I don't know how, how good it is. It's a gewalt. I'll tell you something. I mean, it happens all the time. I remember I was once in, in Vancouver, there was this big, this big gathering to bring peace to the planet. And there were mamish, all religions, was a gewalt, um, was a gewalt, right? I don't know if you remember, I was, was 76. I went from San Francisco. I don't know if you were there. You didn't go with me then. Yogi Bajani, when we had this big, it was unbelievable. It was like satellite. It was awesome, right? Um, so I was there. It was from Wednesday to Wednesday. So Shabbos, I said to some of the kids, would you like to come with me to shul? I'll never do it again. You know what they did stupidly. We walked for one hour from the Hyde House. And I don't want to say anything. So you would say that the Yidin were in shul, including the rabbi and the chazan, they are mamish elach Yidin, and all those hippolach who completely follow Yiddishkeit, they're not, right? And I realize that, that, that the toenails of those hippolach want more of God, want more of Yiddishkeit than, than they have there, right? Davening was the talking was so loud that you didn't know if it's Musa Proshone or if it's Elchon uh, Tishaba, right? <laughs> and then the cutest thing was, this was almost hilarious, I didn't know that the rabbi organized that the chazan should not get another contract for another year. And the chazan wanted to organize that the rabbi shouldn't get another contract. <laughs> so it was in the middle of Kedusha, the wife of the cousin yells from the women's side to her husband, stop doubling and don't double in the presence of the rabbi who wants to throw you out. <laughs> and he yells back to his wife. <laughs> she, he says to her, you talk to the wife of the rabbi, don't talk to me. <laughs> it was like a Charlie Chaplin movie. <laughs> and then the rabbi says, quiet, peace, you know, respect. I'm looking at this holy hippolach, you know. I was dying from shame. That's a service. So where does the shame? You know? <coughs> I can only tell you, from all the kids I took with me, Sad enough, they were not interested. 
I said, if this is what Yiddishkeit is, who needs it, right? There was only one little boy who came out to 14 years old. He didn't see the, you know, the non-Yiddishkeit in that service. I was in touch with him for many years. Eventually, his parents sent him to a day school because he didn't feel yet how stupid it was, you know? You see, the Rosha, obviously, he was in the yeshiva. The Rosha was learning. He was serving God. There was no presence of God there. So we tell him, you know what you need? You need something so much deeper. But for that, you have to use your own teeth. You know? Don't, don't let Yiddishkeit filter into you from your Rosh Hashiva's teeth. And not even your Rebbe's teeth. Because if you would mamish put Yiddishkeit in on your level, you would mamish feel so close. I have to talk to this holy rabbi for one minute. Let's, don't, let's not make it stop for 10 years here, just for a few minutes. Thank you, Mickey, for joining us. My greatest honor. What? Okay, this is Mamish, the deepest story in the world. You see, David reminded me, and they didn't make it clear because I always, I'm so a little bit afraid of repeating myself. So I always assume that all of you know all my tutorials are faithful. So maybe not. David was right. I mean, I, I'm, I realize, I'm sure, that you see that it's not like the words that the Chochem is the best, Chochem, the Rosh is bad, the Tam is an idiot, and the Yalisha is hopeless. Listen to what you're talking about. We're going higher and higher and higher. The Chochem is okay, Rosh is better, Tam is even higher, and the Shayyidalisha is the highest. Okay, so let's go over again. I'll make it very fast. I'm not going to learn inside because I'm going to just right now do it as this session. We should like at least finish a little bit before sons. The Chochum feels the presence of God. I want you to know something. We learned a lot of times. You know, sometimes missionaries come up to me and they say, I know God. Do you? Right? I have to tell you something. During the Yom Kippur War, you know, sometimes you are supposed to be tolerant, but there are moments when not so tolerant. During the Yom Kippur War, coming here, if you remember, I had the great privilege that the Air Force invited me. Mamish, the war broke out. I get a call from the Air Force. You got to come and play for the troops. Give out, right? I mean, give out, right? There, 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 there. The tzaddikim are shining in heaven, right? So I'm jumping on the plane and have an aisle seat. Behind me is a bishop. Okay, you know, at night I 
couldn't sleep, and the bishop couldn't sleep either. You know, you walk up and down. take out the Torah. Is that a flashlight? It's psychedelic light. <laughs> but what we feel on Shabbos, whew, what we feel on Yom Kippur, blows your mind. How dare you with a little flashlight to come as hidden who's full of light. I says, do you know what the lowest soldier feels when he's fighting in the Holy Land? You have to come and tell us? You so go to Germany and bring them some light, right? To Israel you're coming? Now when God's light is shining from one corner of the world to the other? It's as if I would be you, I'd be afraid. You see what it is? The question is, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a flashlight? Are you looking for electric light? Are you looking for the greatest light in the world? The Chochem, the Chochem has, I wish a homeboy with the yeshiva is learning, but obviously he's not a simple boy, right? Absolutely. The Rosha needs more of God. You remember we were learning a lot of times I always say, I never be as from as my Zayde, but what I need of God is so much more than what my, needed, my Zayde needed. So much more. You hear? So the Rosha, the Rosha needs of God more than the Chochem. And the Rosha realized how much God is still hiding from him. You know why? Because the Rosha wants the moment he opens the Gemara, he wants like that the, the, the light is going on and and you know how much you have to learn till the light is shining? You have to you have to break your I mean every every bone in your head until you get something, right? He says, Why is God making it so hard? Obviously he doesn't like what I'm doing. Okay, so Rosha. The time is even deeper. And this is really Ishbatsagirat. Everybody knows that Odom, Aleph, Dalet, Mem, is Bigematri Yoma. Same, like Ma, right? Ma. And you know what Ma is? Shem Maga is one of the of the, the way God created the world. Shema Mamish. I'm completely, I'm completely annihilated 
move forward, I see. <coughs> Remember, Joe, yesterday I walked on Eastern Parkway and the theater says to me, where are you going? I said, to the Baruch Rebbe. He says, I know the guy. Why he knows his name is Rabbi Shnez, he knows where he lives, he knows the guy, right? Knows nothing, right? There is sometimes, there is sometimes a God knowledge. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Venachnu more, right? Because Moshe Rabbeinu's God knowledge is so that he doesn't exist anymore. And here, I want you to open your hearts, it's the deepest. There's Yehuda Elor and there's Yehuda Tatoa. This is very Kurdish in everyone, Rabbi Nachman, a thousand times. Yehuda Tatoa is God is existing, but I'm also existing. But I love God, I'm his, I'm his, his, whatever it is, Ovet Hashem, you know. Yehuda Elor is that I'm not even existing. You know, when we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Akinu Shemechot, I close my eyes. You know what that means? I stop to exist. For one moment, I'm not existing. In God's presence, I'm not existing. You know, it's the same between people, you know. Sometimes I can love somebody very much. I'm still existing, they're still existing, and uh, that's it. What's, what is the power of children, little children? What do they do to their parents? Though it is an expert, right? You stop to exist, right? You stop to exist. You're not there anymore. Yehudi Eloha, right? The older the kids get, the less Yehudi Eloha they have. So also our relationship to them stops being Yehudi Eloha becomes more Yehudi Tatoa. I think I told you, those two Yehudi Eloha, Yehudi Tatoa. I had in my shul a yake, Mr. Fritz. And it was hilarious, the way he's falling Kairam. Okay, first he looks at his pants, they were much clean before Shona, and especially the crease, you know, is out. And he thinks if I fall down on the ground, it get dirty, so he brings about newspapers, New York Times, on the last 10 years, and he covers half the shoe with paper. <coughs> <coughs> then the way he goes down, he has two chairs, make sure he goes down slow, and then he goes on the floor, makes sure his pants are okay, bows down, gets up. I mean, he managed, blow his mind. Mr. Fritz is bowing down before God, right? But he doesn't stop being Fritz. The Moses Rebbe, you know, the old Babich Rebbe, I never seen him for a crime because he was paralyzed, he couldn't. And this Rebbe somehow, I never saw him for a crime. I saw the Moses Rebbe for a crime. The Moshe Trebbe was six foot, six foot two. It's a very big person. Comes to falling Kairam. Mamash fell down. They were bringing all kinds of carpets because the Moshe Trebbe hurt himself. He, he was non-existing. Yehudah Eloh didn't exist, right? See, the, the Heilige Tams asking the deepest question. The Thomas asking the deepest question, Ma, means I'm non-existent, right? And Zeus, as I see it, 
How can you, how can you, an Odemus that means the real, the real Emesi Yaakov Avinu Ishtam Yoshev Oholim, he was sitting in both tents, Yichudilo and Yichudisator. He was sitting in the tent of Ma, Vanachnamo, I'm nothing, I'm not even here, and Zois, with Zois Atara, right? How can you do both together? You see, it is possible, first have Yichud Eloh, and then have Yichud Eloh, that I understand. But the Tam wants it every second of his life. He wants to be Yichud Eloh, he wants Ma, completely annihilation before God. You know, I don't want to say anything bad. Anybody has been Amshinov. The Amshinov is on the level of Yichud Eloh all the time, right? Right? He's non-existent. He has he has Yehudi law not only with God. He has Yehudi law before every person who talks to him. He's non-existent. Amish. It's a miracle how he lives. So the Thomas asking, because because what is the real Odom, the real Odom, the Gematriyama, when I'm non-existing, but it's also not true. God wants me to exist. You know, Shema Yisrael, I say twice a day, and that's it. Because if I'm living on Yehudi law, I cannot do what I have to do. God wants me to live. <coughs> so you know what you're telling him? The Choyzek Yodin Shem Yisrael, I tell you what, logically, there is no way. You know what I mean to say? Even for God, it's hard. Even if I'm going to do something, I don't have enough strength. I have to put my whole strength into it. He says, this is so deep that, humanly speaking, even God has to put his whole strength into it. That means, the Gemara says, the says, was it hard for God to create the world? No. God creates the world. But this is also, this is coming from such a high place that in this world, you know, the Zohar says, imagine I have one little glass and I want, I want to put in the ocean. Hard, right? That means even God has a problem. Even God has a problem. That means he does it. But it's So he says, the way God took us out of Egypt, that we, Yidin, God gave us vessels. Mamish Mamish I understand it, and I know it, and yet I'm completely annihilated. Won't you know something so deep? You know, what's, what's Torah Shabbat Pei all about? On one hand, it's my Torah, right? I understand it. So he, he just adds one more title to it. This is Mamre Siddiqui. You see, the title was given on Shavuos. You know what was really given to us on Pesach? The Koyach at Phila. 
Why did God take us out of Egypt? Because we prayed so much. How was Yitzhak born? Avram Avinu was the one who was Machadish Tefillah, right? Remember Zorkush says, why, why didn't Noah pray? Because he didn't know it exists. He couldn't believe that it exists. How can a human being tell God what to do? Right? And logically he turns and right. Avram Avinu, that's the Chiddush of Avram Avinu, that Tefillah helps. And Pesach is Tefillah, right? You know, by the Seder, as much as the Haggadah is Torah, but the Gurdah is Tefillah, right? So he says, Bechoyzik Yod. And you know, it's also so beautiful. Where do you have to put in more energy? I mean, when you learn, you put energy in your head energy. Then you daven, it's called Moise Tamana. Mamish Bechoyzik Yod. And Tefillah is the combination of both. It's Yichud Eloah. And yet, Mamish, I'm talking to God. It's me and God. It's Mamish, me and God, right? But again, it's not the me, the ordinary me who's making a phone call or, or buying ice cream. It's the Ma of me, right? The real Odom. The highest level I can reach. Okay, this sounds beautiful. Any delicious even higher. He doesn't ask about Yehudilo, but Yehudazata. He says, Kabbalah, you know, his God knowledge is so deep that he can't see anything. And you know what it is? There are no vessels in the world for this kind of God knowledge. And I want you to open your heart. Even basically, the Torah has no vessels for this kind. Because complete it's deeper than annihilation. It's just like, can't believe it's true. I'll tell you something. I have no other way of explaining it. <coughs> you see miracles, blows your mind, right? I want you to know something like, um, you know, when the Shomala was born, it's a long story, she was born at Samostara. So after she was born, you know, it's not to be believed, you know. I mean, the miracle. Suddenly, a little girl comes out. It's the cutest little, little creature in the world, right? She was so small, and she had just cute little fingers and little nails. And she wasn't crying. Mishoma did not cry at all when she was born. She was just, just smiling, Mamish, for some story, you know? And um, it was unbelievable, you know? I mean, I just, miracle is not the word, right? It's not clear as Yamsu, something is happening in the ocean. Just my child, right? So, it was clear to me that I will never, ever be able to do something wrong. Sad enough, it wore off a little bit, a lot. But for that moment, you know, it was not Yehudu Eloah, it was not Yehudu Torah. 
So it's deeper than non-existence. You see something which Mamash completely shook up. Mamash completely shook up. I don't know how I can ever continue to live. Like, think about You know, Rabbi Yitzhak Gudichwe was on that level. Because his thing was Shani Delish, anybody learns to slave it, it's Shani Delish. You know what that means? He blew his mind that there's one God every second. <coughs> I don't know if you remember. One Monday afternoon, he says, there's Gabba, Mamish fast, calling all the Yidin to shul, I have some unbelievable to tell them. So, Yidin here is unbelievable to tell, they're coming to shul, running, and Rabbi is on the beam, and so what do you have to say? Mamish says, I want you to know, Mamish, there really is one God. <laughs> and he's not an idiot, right? But you know what it is? The way he blew his mind that there is one God. So Rabbi Yitzhak said this was the level of Torah Tamelech, Torah Malki Mashiach. Because Torah Tamelech says, Ki ani yudati ki Hashem. I know that there is one God. So he says, Torah Tamelech, nobody else knows. But he said it was blowing his mind all the time. can't believe it's true, you know. Oh, you know something? You can blow your mind over every word of the Torah, and you can blow your mind over the fact that God gave us the Torah. I can blow, I can learn everything about Judaism, or I can just blow my mind that I'm a steep. And this is Seder night. Seder night is at Psachma, the Helik Ishmael is at Psachma. God says, I will give you vessels for that. God says, I'll open gates for you. Heine should tiftach like clay kibbula havona azagam hu yemakaviyat. Okay, I want to just go over fast again. The Chochem intellectually is the highest. But you know what I'm telling him? You know why you're not permitted to eat anything after the Afikarman? <coughs> because the taste should stay with you. And you know what you are missing? You are learning, <coughs> you're doing, but you're not tasting it. Doesn't get into your kishkas. And again, like, like he says, you asked me about Chochem, yeah, it's all inside, deep, 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 deep inside. The washer, his problem is, and again, the washer is higher. And just remember, the washer is not a person who does not want to be a Jew, or who doesn't want to serve God. The washer is he wants to, but his vision of God is so deep and he didn't find it. He didn't find it. Right? You know, there was once, besides quoting myself, but it was true. I quote. Um, there was a big article about the hippies in 67 
there's a big magazine, this super intellectual magazine. How is it called? Forget already. Zilber had a big thing that today young people are godless people, and that's why they don't go to the synagogue. You know, this article was printed big, and my letter was just put in the back, so nobody read it, but I read it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> at least one Jew read it. <laughs> I said, you know why young people don't go to shul? Not because they're not looking for God, but because they are. I said, the shul is not empty when nobody's there, but girls are they empty when they are full, you know? <laughs> and I said, God created us in our image, in his image, and our parents want to unimage us, or want us to be their image. I said, the hippies, are looking for God. We're looking for something to fill their hearts. And above all, they would like to be God's image. But they don't know how to do it because nobody's showing it to them. It was the end of my letter, but there was no response. Nobody responded. Now what can I do? You hear, friends, the Roshe has problems because he doesn't feel close enough to God. The Thomas is something else. The Tam is not problem. The Tam is somebody who wants to reach the highest level in Yiddish. <coughs> he wants to be the Odom Sholem. He wants to be Vanachnamo like Moshe Rabbeinu. And he wants to be Vizar Satara. You know, I want you to know something. There is nothing like the Torah is so individual throughout. You know, the Rambam can say the same thing like Rashi, but Rashi says it different. The Ran, the Ran and the Rashi say the same thing. And again, it's another world, right? The Rif and the Rambam sometimes say the same thing. See, the Tam says on one hand, it's Mamish Ma, I'm non-existent, and Zeus. It's my Torah, right? So we tell them, you don't get there logically. There's gives us an unbelievable, unbelievable, miraculously, miraculously that I can be completely given to God and I don't stop being an individual, Mamish. It's my head. It's my idea. You know, Omar Abaye in the Gemara, Abaye said, listen, don't say, don't mention the name Abaye. I, I annihilate myself before God. No, it's Abaye. It's Torah. This any delish with something else. He doesn't even want to be the other Masholem. Is not his problem. His problem is not what he wants to be. He mamish blows his mind every second. But the deepest question is how can he exist in the world? The question is how does Rabbi Yitzhak Badichva live from day to day? 
And he agitated us one little tile of Rabbi Yitzchak, which is Gewalt, heard it in Bobov. You know, Rabbi Yitzchak was like, you know, when someone's Gewalt, then the rest of the world doesn't know how to relate to it, right? It's too much. So Rabbi Yitzchak was way out, you know, like, I don't know if you know that the machine, Rabbi Yitzchak was a Goen Adivanaira. You know, the Balatani was a big Goen, and, but not Rabbi Yitzchak, right? You know, one Shavuos, Balatani went to Rabbi Yitzchak. Then he came back and he says, Mamish, the coils are broken from Hasfina, we're in Badichev. The thunder and the lightning of the giving of the Torah, we're in Badichev. So someone says to him, Rabbi, you mean Mamish, physically it was thunder and lightning? So he says in Yiddish, Fregnisch, it's schon gut gewesen. Don't ask, it was good, you know? <laughs> but anyway, <coughs> so some Rebbe, what? 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 What are we having for lunch? You remember the story for your What are we having for lunch? Milchig of Leishig. Tell him, Milchig. Ah. Takes a spoon and takes off those, you know, the covers from the, from the pots and begins stirring the soup and he says, what's going on here? The milk isn't good. The milk isn't strong enough. I need much stronger milk, you know. And he goes to another pot and he says, I don't like the milk. It has to be so much stronger, you know. This won't make any good soup. In the middle of the davening, and he's mamish hanging around the soup, yelling about the milk. <laughs> and this rabbi is thoroughly disgusted, you know. First of all, you're not permitted. After the davening is over, remember a little broken woman is standing by the door of the shul. And she says, Rebbe, I'm nursing my baby. But never I'm so poor, I have no food. And my milk is so thin that my baby is dying from hunger. My dear woman, my dear lady, I fixed your milk already during the dying. That's something else, an awesome story. You, know. you see, Rabbi Yitzchak Here's Mamish and Yedelishu at Psachvai. You know what someone said to Rabbi Levi Yitzchak? Every minute he is alive is a miracle. How can a Neshama like this be in this world? Right? He eats, he sleeps, he lives like a human being, he has children. So we answer him, Bechoyzik Yod, Hoytzon Hashem God is utmost strength. Um, I want you to know something. Do we have time to more minutes? Yeah, five more minutes. I heard in vision it's a Gewalt Torah. Remember I told you once, usually this was in the 60s when I was going to Israel, I would first go to Switzerland for a week, 
went to a Greek island for a week. Mamisha lived it up. I was by myself. I was near yet, so got to see the world. Okay, I'm arriving in Zurich. I'm going, I'm going to the train station. I want to go to a little way out village in, in Switzerland. Suddenly I see a Chiddush in front of me. I ask him, where are you going? He says, the Heilige Vizhnitzel is in St. Moritz. I'm going to St. Moritz. So I bought a ticket to St. Moritz, one way or the other. And it was Pasha's Shabbos Chazon. So he says like this. He said, basically he says, it's a Torah from his holy brother, the Heilige Rebbe that's what the Megala Mukus says. Here comes his holy brother's Torah. <coughs> Why did Moshe Rabbeinu break the tablet? Why did he say, Mechaini no Misukha Shekhetata? He says to God, according to your Torah, the Yidin have to be wiped out because they made a golden calf. I don't want to have my name in that Torah. The Torah which tells you that Yidin have to be wiped out, even if it's because they made the golden calf. I don't want to be in that Torah. He says, a Torah which makes one Yid look bad, take me out from the Torah. It's good, no? I, only a rabbi can say such words, right? So he says, Moshe Rabbeinu gave us a Torah. And everybody knows that the Dvorm is Mamish already like. Moshe Mepiasmam was already the deepest Torah in the world. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I want you to know something. The Torah I gave you so far is full of Lush and Hara. Right? Because it says in the Torah, Yid has to keep Shabbos. Then you see a Yid doesn't keep Shabbos. The Torah says Lashon Hara on him, right? The Torah says it doesn't keep Shabbos. So he says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, I want to give you a new Torah. Not only I don't want the Torah to say Lashon Hara, I want the Torah not even to say Avak Lashon Hara. He says, because if you really learn the Torah, then the Torah doesn't say anything bad about another Yid. But just because you don't learn it properly. If you mamish learn it, the rubbish is Torah now. Let's go out, right? Um, you know what it is? Pesach, God takes me out of Egypt, makes a Yid out of me. See you later. But you know what but Elyanovis says, Elyanovis only lives forever. I don't want you ever to think that God took us out of Egypt. Then I walk out of Egypt and they say, this one is no good, this one is no good. Then you're still in Egypt. If you want to know if you're out of Egypt, that you know that the Torah has a place for everyone. There's a place in the Torah. Remember, we're learning it, you know, Rabbi Gottschalk is the head of the reform movement in Cincinnati. And let's say Rav Shach is in Ponovesh. I see Rabbi Gottschalk is also admitting that Shach is very important. But the sad thing is that Shach doesn't admit 
that God needs Rabbi Gottschalk. You see, the Arova knows that you need the Lulav. It's only Lulav doesn't want to admit that he needs Arova. No? So we take the Hadassah and Arova, we tie to the Lulav, say, listen, brother Lulav, <laughs> you think you're a big shot? But then there's one more little Torah, forgetting about all the Torahs, the Chochem and the Rosh. Why is the Rosh next to the Chochem? Because it tells the Chochem, you have a neighbor, a Rosh, right? And you can't even get through to him. What kind of a Torah are you learning? You know, if I have a Shabbos and I invite somebody non-religious and they don't like it, my Shabbos isn't good enough. <coughs> but you see, at the end, Rabbi Yitzhak Yitzhak says, has to be clear to us that every one of us are the four children. Sometimes I'm a Chochem, sometimes I'm a Roshan, sometimes I'm a Tam, and sometimes I'm even a Shani Delish. And, and the deepest depth is what's that? Yeah. I just want to tell you one more ishbitzatara. The Chomas says you have to look at the holes bechayon. How would you say good English bechayon? Chor in the holes. Maybe there's oh, a hole in the wall. A crack, yeah. I have to look in the cracks also for Chomet. So, the Ishbutz says, actually, you have to be very Chomet in all the cracks of your soul. When you see something, you know, there's a crack in my soul, must be a big piece of Chomet lying there. Right? Okay, what's happening now? We make a little stop. Okay. Um. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.